Hey, folks, and blessings to everyone. Welcome to the Watching World podcast, a podcast of abundant life whose mission is to see lives changed by Jesus and whose vision is to be living proof of a loving God to a watching world. I'm your host, Les Norman. Thanks for joining us today. And we've got a really great two-part Watching World podcast series, I guess you'd call it, if there's there's two or more. And um, this is a really cool one. Here's the title, Why Christians Should Run for Public Office. And I know that I've tweaked your interest right now because it's probably something maybe you thought about or you've seen on TV or the radio or wherever. And uh, the, the whole politics thing, uh, this is really a cool thing. And so, Pastor Phil, you're with us today again. Yeah, Les, I love being with you, buddy. Man, thanks for taking the time. Um, you're the the busiest guy on the planet, I think, or maybe the third busiest guy. Uh, I don't know, but regardless, thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time. I know this is something that you're passionate about. We've got a great panel of mm-hmm. guests in here today. And so I'm going to go ahead and kind of hand over the reins a little yeah. bit today. You're going to be my co-host of the Watching World podcast Les, today. that's very intimidating. No, This no, no, is no. very scary. Two people with our great haircuts, man. We've got this. <laughs> what are we you can talking about? I got all kinds of hair compared to you, Les. <laughs> that's why we're a good uh, team. I'm just trying to level you, it out. You got more hair on your chin than I have anywhere on my head. Okay. Well, regardless Sorry. of that, uh, we'll, we'll make do. It's great to see you. It's great, it's to, great to have you. Him. And um, as we introduce our guest today, I'm going to let you run with that. But uh, tell me is this, uh, why this is such a, a topic that's so passionate for you. you bet. Well, Jesus said in Matthew 5 that we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. But if the salt has lost its saltiness, it's good for nothing than to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. Then he said, you're the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Even so let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. He said, no one lights a candle and then hides it but rather he uses the candle to bring light to the whole house. And for far too long, I think Christians have not only kept the salt in the salt shaker, uh, but we have hid the light and kept it where nobody else can see it behind the four walls of the church. Here's the point. Uh, In modern American society, we as Christians have the opportunity to be in all the institutions that shape our society morally, culturally, spiritually, socially. And so what that means is um, church is more than Sundays. Church is something we take with us. Church is something we are. It's not something we go to. So the influence of the church is what Jesus meant when he said we're the salt of the earth, the preservative of society. And salt in Jesus' day was a preservative primarily. It wasn't simply for seasoning. It was to preserve things from decay. And so with that in mind, uh, we should be embedded in culture. We shouldn't be hiding from culture. We should be shining the light into the culture. And so uh, what that means is uh, whether it's entertainment, whether it's the arts, whether it's media, whether it's journalism, whether it's education, or in this case, government, Christians should be there to represent the salt of the earth, the salt of God's word. We're not a theocracy. We know that. We are a liberal democracy by definition. And the, the amazing thing we have in modern America, less unlike any Christian generation before us in 2,000 years of church history, is we get to be a part of the process. I mean, Christians before us could not have fathomed of actually getting to elect their leaders. They could not have fathomed of actually being self-governed. As Abraham Lincoln said, a government of the people, by the people, for the people. But part of the reason we are where we are is because we've abdicated our responsibility 
to me, this is a no-brainer. Jesus said to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God's what is God's. Now, in Jesus' day, Christians had no rights. What that meant was pay your taxes and die. <laughs> but on the other hand, we are Christians first and foremost, but we're also Americans. What that means then to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's is be a part of the governing process. Yes, pay, our, pay your taxes, obey the laws, but to render to Caesar what is Caesar at a minimum go vote and maybe even run for office. And that's why I'm so thrilled and so proud of those that are with us today that have gotten out of the cheap seats. They've gotten out of the bleachers where they're just going to watch things happen and they're going to get on the field and make some things happen. I could not be more thrilled to introduce our guests to you today, uh, members of our church who indeed are going to run for office and get in the arena uh, that God's called them to. So, Sophia, let me start with you. Introduce yourself to our audience today. Tell them um, what you were running for. Now, I'm, I admire you even more because you've chosen not to run now, but rather get behind another candidate. But tell us about yourself and how God called you to jump into the middle of this. Yeah, thanks so much, Pastor Phil. I'm really excited to be here. So my name is Sophia O'Neill. Um, I'm nothing more than a single mom who loves my country and who loves Jesus and decided last summer really over some prayer um, that God was really showing me and putting me on my heart, the story of Moses. And, you know, Moses, um, a lot of people don't know this, but he was a very poor speaker. And um, for him to do such great things and not be able to speak well, he actually had his brother stand up and speak for him, but he still did massive things for God. And I thought, you know, I love Jesus more than anything in life. What can I do for you, Lord? And so I started thinking about how if Moses, someone who basically is debilitated with his speech, can do such huge things, then what can I do as a single mom? I mean, I can speak. So I decided um, I would pray about it, and more and more, God just put in my heart to run for school board. Um, I actually had a personal um, experience with the school board where I pulled my son out of public school because of some things that were happening, and I realized at that point the school is not what it used to be, and we need some good people to bring it back to the moral values that it used to have. So, so I threw my hat in the ring, and I met some really wonderful people. So it turns out we had about five conservatives, five Christians on the ballot. And we started talking, and we actually got together and prayed. And we decided if we have all of these Christians on the ballot— um, what happens if all of those numbered votes get spread between the candidates? And even if conservatives get the vote, we could still lose those two seats because the votes are all spread too thin. So because of that, myself and another person on the ballot decided to step down. And so we have um, stood now behind uh, Jennifer and Heather, who are running for school board. Um, we've been out canvassing and door knocking and, of course, praying through the whole thing. And um, it's just, it's wonderful to know that we have all these people now who our heart is not for ourselves or for a candidate specifically. It's for a cause. And that cause is to put Jesus, to put Christian leadership back where it should be. Um, and like you said, it's, it's so nice that we have the opportunity now. So we absolutely have to step out and do something because we have the opportunity to do yeah, it. That's so good. So good, Sophia. So proud of you. So many people would think, I'm a single mom. What difference can I make? 
And that's as far as they get. But you thought, I'm a single mom, but I can make a difference. I love Jesus. What's he calling me to do? How, how and where is he calling me to shine the light of God? And just for clarity, she's talking about Lee Summit School Board. We have uh, probably a dozen members of our church running for various offices this year at the local, state, and even federal levels. And just for clarity, uh, any member of our church would be welcome to be on this podcast, regardless of political affiliation, political party. Um, anybody would be invited to do this if they're running for office. But there are some very common values that we share as Christians. And I tell people, uh, we're, not, we're, not, we're not being political, but rather biblical. There are certain things that have been politicized, but when we talk about some of these political issues, it's not political law. It's first and foremost biblical. You know, we think about the sanctity of human life, for example, or we think about uh, morality uh, and sexuality. These are not political, first and foremost. These are biblical issues. Uh, when we think about religious freedom, uh, that is frankly being challenged now in new ways in America. If the church doesn't stand for religious freedom for the First Amendment, who's going to? Nobody else is going to. So these are biblical issues that all Christians should care about, regardless of which way they lean politically. And we need to give each other, I think, some liberty to not fully agree on everything, but certainly recognize the issues on which all Christians should agree by definition. Uh, so, Sophia, you are now uh, supporting the candidate sitting at my immediate left. Is that right? That's right. Jennifer Foley, who I have known and admired for a long time. She's actually been a member of our children's staff for a long time. And she is running for Lee Summit School Board. Jennifer, awesome, awesome. Cheers, applause. Tell us about yourself. So, yes, I've been involved with Abundant Life uh, for several years now. Um, I've loved being with the kids and the youth and just building relationships with the families in our community. Um, I am a parent of a first grader that's within the district. And so, um, as a parent of a kindergartner at the start of the pandemic, I got to see so many of the, the challenges that the schools faced. Um, and I got to be more and more involved with what was happening in the schools, um, as well as still being around all the people in our church community and just seeing what the concerns were. And, you know, that's what really got me to run for this position. Um, I'm, I'm so encouraged and inspired by so many awesome people that I've melt, met in this process. Um, including Sophia. Um, it's, it's so wonderful to see so many people that have rallied around a common cause of making our schools better, making our communities better, um, and really bringing some more values back to the community and, and showing what's really important for our citizens. Very good, Jennifer. I'm so thankful for you. You know, I think part of the problem has been when Christians typically think about changing the world, we rightfully think about the gospel. And we put lots of our energy into gospel ministry, gospel missions, taking Jesus to the nations, beginning with our neighborhoods. If you don't know Jesus, if you don't have a biblical worldview, let's say you're not really a believer in God, follower of God, you think about changing the world, you don't think about the gospel, you think about government. And so consequently, um, what happens when ungodly people are making legislation. What happens when ungodly people are running government? You get ungodly outcomes. On the other hand, I'm preaching through Daniel right now, guys. Remember, and there's so many examples in the Bible 
of godly men who served in an ungodly administration, an ungodly king, and because of that, they were able to bring godly outcomes. Uh, You think of Daniel, who served Nebuchadnezzar, who yet was able to bring godly outcomes in an otherwise ungodly kingdom, ungodly government. Uh, You can talk about Nehemiah, who served an ungodly pagan king. Again, an ungodly government, a Persian government at the time that brought godly outcomes. This is why Christians need to be involved in government. You can think about Joseph, who served a pharaoh. Again, a pagan, ungodly king, yet he was able to bring, because of his influence, godly outcomes. And uh, part of the problem, though, is so many Christians... I mean, there are two extremes. Either they get off into what is completely political activism and it becomes a distraction from the main mission, which is the Great Commission, or they completely check out altogether and uh, abdicate that responsibility. And so my high hope that you will inspire and other people will see your example and, and decide we're not abdicating our mission of the Great Commission. We're taking the Great Commission into the government arena that God's calling you to. And I just, I couldn't be more proud of you. So our next candidate, I want to introduce to you, a member of our church, I have known going back to the ancient days, the olden days. I'm talking about the 1990s. And guys, he is a real live lethal weapon, a real living, breathing G.I. Joe. Served our country in all seriousness. He has served our country as a U.S. Navy SEAL. Uh, served with honor over and over again, having been deployed all over the world into a combat theater. Served for many, many years, member of Lee Summit Police Department. Um, but the entire time, he has been serving his Savior, his King, Jesus. And uh, he is now running for the 4th District of the U.S. House of Representatives. Applause, applause, everybody clap for my friend. Bill Irwin. Thank you, Phil. Uh, man, that's a humbling, humbling introduction, sir. It's, 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 it's an honor and a pleasure to be here today. Uh, I, I recall what MacArthur just said. It's duty, honor, country. And, and that comes from Ecclesiastics. I don't think MacArthur led it that way, but from Ecclesiastics, the first duty of man is to fear God and obey his commandments. And then the first of the Ten Commandments with a promise to all of us is if thou shalt honor thy father and mother, God has something great in store for you and then country. So for me, that's my priority is God, family, country. And then a SWAT, guys, it's like, okay, is it legal? Is it moral? Is it ethical? Let's move out on mission and let's get it done. And I'm not a politician and I'm not doing this for the love of politics. I'm not a public figure. I am a retired Navy SEAL captain and a retired Lee Summit SWAT cop. I'm doing this because I love my country and it's going the wrong direction. My life has been a life of being a public servant and a fighter. I know what a tough fight looks like and I don't give up. I'm a strategic planner, a team builder, They call it SEAL teams for a reason. We got to work together. We got to talk with left and right. We got to come together for America to save it. And I'm a decisive executor. 
I can make a difference, but I need the help from my Lord and Savior and from the people that are God-fearing and believe like we do, and uh, I can make a difference. But we need, we need to get people out, and the mission is the people. And failure is not an option. We fight, we win, and I just say, send in the seal, let's save America. That's good, Bill. Love you, man. So thankful for you. So you might be listening out there right now, member of our audience, and wonder, how can I get involved? I think that's a phenomenal question because here's the point. Everybody, I'm convinced, is called by God biblically to get involved in some level in being the salt of society. At a minimum, you need to vote, and you need to vote for a godly candidate, not based on political party, but based on their godly worldview and godly set of values. Uh, So the local elections here are August the 5th for school board, for... um, Oh, sorry, I said August. (laughs) Oh, my, good, good catch, Jennifer. That's why I've got more than one of you in the circle. Mm, Yeah. So your primary bill's in August, right? Yeah. So you're August the 2nd. Bill's August the 2nd, his, uh, his primary. The local elections are April the 5th. Okay. That's uh, for school board as well as uh, local offices like city council. And so, Jennifer, if somebody should want to get involved in your campaign on your behalf, how would they do that? That's a great question. Um, so, first of all, I would say register to vote if, you're not, have, if you haven't already done so. Uh, the registration deadline is March 9th. So, that is huge. Um, another thing would be um, getting on social media and just sharing the information um, about any of us candidates. Um, the more people know about us, the better. Because, I mean, honestly, school board elections isn't, it's not that exciting for a lot of people. Um, but we really need to show them why these local elections are important um, and to get our names out there so that people do vote for us. So any kind of um, just promotion um, on social is great. Also, you know, putting yard signs up and hosting meet and greets. Like I love having conversations with people and just getting to know them. Um, I've, I've met people from all over the spectrum politically, but when we talk about the things that we have in common and the goals for just making the schools better and improving education, pretty much anybody can get on board with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bet. Absolutely. You know, I had a conversation a year ago, or maybe, nah, it's longer than that now. Time flies. A member of our church had run for city council, and he had lost in a landslide. These local election guys are actually won or lost by just a, a hundred votes, a few hundred votes at most. And these local elections that impact our lives the most, you know, all eyes and attention is on the federal elections in Washington. But the truth is, if the last two years has revealed anything, it's the local leadership and state leadership that have the most influence over our daily lives. And here's the point. These are the elections that can be won or lost by only a few hundred votes. So he, he loses in a landslide, and he told me that for weeks thereafter, people in his sphere, members of our church, and, and others in the Christian community would ask, well, when's your election? When's your election? They didn't even know. They didn't even know. If people know and then they go, listen, there, there is enough of a Christian culture, enough Christian DNA, enough Christian influence. The salt is here. We'll just shake it and get it out of the salt shaker. So uh, 
April the 5th is a big, big day. And uh, everybody needs to get behind a candidate if they're not running themselves. Sophia, tell me how you now are a part of this campaign, even though you're not going to be on the ballot. How are you helping Jennifer? Yeah, so um, Jennifer and I have actually been out door knocking several times, just talking to the locals in the community and asking them what's important to them. And, hey, can we put a a sign in your yard for um, Jennifer Foley or Heather Eslick, who Mm -hmm. are the two um, candidates that we're we're both kind of going for? and and again, just social media, it's it's really just um, people getting their eyes on a name and being able to read some concepts and some important values. Um, it's just about people knowing. And, and something that's really important um, that we kind of discussed actually at a meet and greet last night, um, in one of these local elections, I believe it was last year, 11% of the registered voters voted. Mm-hmm. And one of the great candidates lost by 77 votes. Yeah. So it's just so important to just get the word out. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Right on. Well done. Well done. Bill, if somebody should want to get involved in your campaign, how would they go about doing that? I thank you for that. But I, I got to retap what you just talked about, Jennifer, running in the hearts and the minds. You're, you're preaching on it in Daniel. And they're after the hearts and minds of our kids. And we got to get strong women like Jennifer elected in this thing. That, that's where the hearts and minds are. And I'm at irwinforcongress.com, and I'm, I'm so happy and proud that she's, she's a Bible-believing Christian running for this seat, and she won't back down. She's going to fight. Praise, praise the Lord. Hey, one other thing. Faith Hodges is a member of our church. She has a full-time job, so she couldn't be here today. But Faith is running for Lee Summit City Council District 4. And I want to share that with everyone as well, since she couldn't be here to talk about herself. I'm so proud of Faith. Again, getting out of the cheap seats, instead of talking about all that's wrong, she's out there now going to try to do what is right. And so you can find uh, Faith on Facebook if you'd like to be a part of her campaign, Lee Summit City Council District for less. Back to you. Well, Pastor Phil, as I'm sitting here listening to everyone, and first of all, thank all of you for being here and for having the courage and the faith and the obedience to get out there and run for office. I'm sitting here and all of a sudden Isaiah 6, 8 came to me where uh, it says, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then, then said I, here am I, send me. And as I, as I read that, I'm just reminded of the faith of people because it, it does take courage. And to be out in the public and knowing there's going to be the controversial side and the opposition, um, but, but we serve a great God. And first and foremost, that's who we have to answer to. And so thank you all for, for being here, for running for office. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about the way things are going. And um, yeah, it's just a blessing. Foley, I've seen you. We've known each other for a while and we work together in ministry. It's why we call her Foley instead of Jennifer Foley. So I'll be more professional. Jennifer. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm so excited because I've seen the strong leader that you are, you. Uh, high character, and just your love for the Lord is is open for the world to see. And I love that about you. And thank you. Um, I think you're going to make a great school board member. I'll just say that right now. So, so thank you. And thank you all for being here. Pastor Phil, as always, thanks for opening your schedule up and being here and, and hitting this topic that is really important for us all to be a part of. Yeah, amen. Well, for all of you that are listening, remember those dates. Get out there and um, it, we can have great intentions and we can have great thoughts. Pray for these candidates. That's huge. Please pray for all of the candidates. And then also get out there and vote. 
and be a part of it. And we can wish and think and pray, but uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, before we shut off, Pastor Phil, would you mind praying for us as we go here? Yeah. Lord Jesus, thank you for these men and women. And God, I ask your blessing over them, that Lord, you help them be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. And you've called us to be in these days, to be living proof of a loving God, the watching world, that Lord, your spirit would rest upon them, that you give them the wisdom of Solomon, that you would give them the heart of David, that you'd give them, I pray, the integrity of Daniel in Babylon, that you'd prosper all that they endeavor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks all of you for listening and stay tuned for part two where we have even more candidates come in. So uh, you're going to be looking forward to that here shortly. And as always, if you need anything, if there's uh, ministries you want to get involved in, your next steps or find anything out about Abundant Life, just visit livingproof.co. For Pastor Phil, for all of our candidates, I'm Les Norman. Thanks for listening to the Watching World Podcast.